Today, I want to talk with you once again, as we've been doing the last two or three weeks, about our vision, because our vision really is that thing that helps us accomplish our mission. And so we've been talking about this fact that our short-term vision is to build a community center out here in the undeveloped grass area, is to start a new church up in Clovis, California, is to develop a cash flow fund. Because when we as a church move beyond ourselves and do these three things, we can create new opportunities to build more relationships with more people who do not yet have a church home or a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're doing these things, not just because we want to do those things, but because Jesus tells us this. Take a look at this key scripture. God says, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And today I want to talk with you about a specific group of others, a specific group of others. I want to talk with you about valuing others who are right now, today, far from God, far, far from a relationship with Jesus Christ, people who have focused their lives on everything else but God, people who have put their hope in everything else but God. People who have no hope of life with God after they die. Because these people have not yet experienced the love and forgiveness and the gift of eternal life that comes through Jesus Christ that we have personally experienced. And so right now, there are people who are far from a relationship with Jesus Christ. And very early in my life, I want you to know, that was the state of the family that I was born into. They were far from God. My parents were not raised in a Christian home. They did not set out to be a Christian home or to raise us, their kids, in a Christian home. You see, they were far from God. But when I was a young boy, some people at a small church in Iowa so valued my parents, a family that was far from God, that all of us in the family became Christians. We all experienced that love and forgiveness and that gift of life that comes through Jesus. That amazing group of people from that really small church made a difference in all of our lives. In fact, an eternal difference. And they made such an impact on our family that today, all of us kids and all of our kids and all of our kids and nephews and nieces all spread out in different parts of the country are today serving Jesus Christ and valuing and caring for other people who are far from God. And one day, I believe with all my heart, we're going to arrive in heaven and we're going to get to meet those people who were far from God that somehow we had some kind of an influence on their lives that they chose to draw near to God through Jesus. But as we get to meet all of those people in heaven, we're going to know in our hearts that it was all possible because there was this amazing group of people in this really small church in Iowa who valued others so much 
that they did all they could to draw us into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Folks, the truth about this church family is this. Write this down. God is collecting an amazing church family. You see, as I think about what happened to my family, it makes me think about all of you. You are an amazing group of people. Amazing group of people who also value other people who have not yet come to Jesus Christ. You care about them. And I've watched you pray for them. I've, I've watched you reach out to lots and lots of folks. And so I believe that God is collecting right here in this church an amazing group of people. And when I think about you, I think about you as bricks. You say, yeah, I feel like one this morning. <laughs> I think about you as bricks that God is using each one of you to build an amazing church family. Jesus says this about his church. I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And God has built his church here, but he's still building his church here. He's bringing and drawing people into this amazing family that can one day influence and draw others into his family. God's collection of amazing people includes psychologists and salesmen and contractors. Some of you are painters and medical professionals. Some of you are bankers and realtors and accountants and firemen. Some of you are office managers, machinists, and educators. Few pastors hanging around here. There's some IT professionals, audio professionals. Some of you are veterinarians, event planners, architects, energy consultants, control managers, preschool directors. Some of you are attorneys, audio manufacturers, law enforcement officers. Some of you administrate in hospitals. Some of you are woodworkers. Some of you are mechanics. And I could just go on and on and on. That's not even the beginning of the whole list. And yet that represents many people of many age groups from many different ethnic backgrounds. It's an amazing list. And it's a list that looks a lot like heaven is going to look like. Amen? Made up from all ages, all people, all ethnic backgrounds, people from every nation. But listen close, none of that comes close to the heart that you have for others. You as a church people, you have a heart to see your family. You have a heart to see your friends. You have a heart to see others that are far from God draw near to God. Your heart that I have watched and come to know is an amazing heart for others. You pray to see that happen. You give to see that happen. You give your gifts and your tithes and your talents and, and all of your life to various ministries that you serve in to see people come to Christ. God is building his church with all of you. And it's in a collection of amazing people. You see, Jesus is the one who says, the church that I'm building with all of you, not even the powers of hell can conquer that church not even the powers of hell can overpower my church. Not even the powers of hell itself can stand in the way of my church. And all of God's people said, amen. That is true. The powers of hell that came against Jesus on the cross couldn't overcome the author and perfecter of our faith. Amen. The powers of hell that tried to put him in the grave and keep him there couldn't keep Jesus in the grave. Amen. And he says, and the church that I'm building can't be kept down 
by the powers of hell. Jesus is building an amazing church with a collection of amazing people who have a heart for God and a heart for others who don't yet know him. Write this down. And then God is calling us amazing people to an amazing purpose. He's got a great purpose for all of us. He's calling this amazing collection of people together for this purpose. Write this down then. We exist to fish for people. We exist to fish. He's calling us to go fishing for people who are far from him. And Jesus talks about that in Scripture. Take a look at this. The Bible says this. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. And they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And the Bible says, and then Jesus said this to them, Come, Simon, Andrew, come, follow me. And then look at this. And I will show you how to fish for people. You see, all who follow Christ have a specific purpose in life, to fish for others. To fish for others who are far from God. And later, then Jesus showed them how to fish. Look at this. Now, he says, go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. How do you fish for fish? You cast some nets. How do you fish for people? How do, you, how do we as a church fish for others? By casting some nets. Well, so what are some of the nets that we have cast in the past? Well, the starting of this church in East Yorba Linden almost 25 years ago now, was a net that was cast by Rose Drive Friends Church. And it caught some people's attention. And some people came to know Christ. Then the building of this new facility here in Yorba Linda was a net. And we cast that net and it caught some people's attention. And they've come to know Christ. Now Peter thought he knew how to fish. And yet he'd been fishing all night. He'd caught not one thing. So then Jesus comes to Peter and he pushes Peter a little bit and he says, Peter, I want you to do something different, something new, something that's going to take some more work, something that you're not used to doing, but I want you to fish in a new place and in a new way, push out into the deep water. Peter, push out a little farther. It's going to be harder. It's going to be different than what you're used to doing, but Peter, just push out there and cast your nets. And here's Peter who's tired fishing all night, got nothing. But then he says to Jesus, if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. You know, Jesus is asking those who follow him, his, his church, his amazing collection of people, he's asking us to do the same thing for, for him today. He's asking us to push out into some deeper waters with a vision of the catch, to push out and enjoy the catch that's coming, amen? To do something new, to do something different, to throw a net that we haven't thrown before with a vision for the catch that would be in our nets. Folks, we exist to fish for others and we exist to care for others. Write that down. We exist to care for other people. Now, as Peter followed Jesus, he began using the fishing strategy of Jesus to fish for people. And so what would Peter do? Well, he'd, he'd push deep into the culture of his day and he would throw out a teaching net. Or he would pray and he would throw out a healing net. 
Or he would start a new church and he'd throw out a new church net. And so he used Jesus' strategy wherever he went. And as he did, he and the other disciples caught the attention of people that were far from God. And they used those nets to draw people near to God. And as they watched Jesus closely, they learned about another purpose of being a Christ follower. Not only throwing nets to draw people to God, but to throw a net to care for people. To truly care about their lives. Look at what the Bible says. When he, Jesus, saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. He had care for them. Because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Folks, we need to catch a vision for having greater compassion for other people. We need to catch a, a vision for giving greater care for those who are living right around us that are confused, that today are confused and helpless. Now, I've noticed it's easy for most of us to here to catch a vision when a tragedy strikes. Man, we get a vision and, and we raise funds and we go help and, and, and we do pretty well. It's easy for us to catch a vision to help the confused and the helpless in Long Beach. We, we do that. We should do that. It's easy to catch a vision for us to go to help the confused and the helpless in Juarez, Mexico. And so we planted a church there. We, we go back and we help and we feed and we care. And we should do that. It's easy to catch a vision to go help those in the Philippines on various islands. And they're hit with a typhoon and, and they need help. They need food. They need care. Their churches need care. And we should do that. It's easy to get a vision to help those that are experiencing a natural disaster. We should do that, and we do do that. It's easy to expend our energy and our money to care for them. And we should do that. And as we go do that, have you ever noticed, if you've been on one of those, those trips to go help and care and serve, you feel really good, don't you? And you should, because you're doing what God made you to do to care for the confused and the helpless, to have compassion on them. And when you come back, your, your bodies might be exhausted, but your spirits are refreshed because you're doing what God made you to do. But I want to ask this question. What about the thousands of spiritually poor right here in our community? What about the, the spiritually confused and helpless right around us? What, what about the people who walk around in designer jeans? These are guests, right? <laughs> they walk around in designer jeans. They have beautiful homes. They drive really nice cars. Maybe they have some fun toys in the garage. Maybe they have a second home in the desert or the mountains. What about those people that look like they've got it all together? But they don't. They're spiritually poor. Their spirit is starving. On the inside, they're dying. They don't know what to do or where to go, and they're not, they're not happy, they're not fulfilled, because they're far from God. So what about those who have those manicured lawns on the outside, but they've got a messed up spirit on the inside, a messed up relationship with their family on the inside? What about those who have addictions to most everything but the one who can set them free? They have a love for most everything but the one who can set them free and love them back. Who's going to catch the vision of casting a net to the spiritually confused and helpless right 
here. If not us, who? Folks, we've got one purpose, to cast our nets to the spiritually blind and poor and hungry right here. And I believe God is collecting this amazing church family for this purpose. I believe he put us on this hill, on this corner for that purpose. I believe he has called us to cast our nets to others and draw them into our family. So God is collecting an amazing family. He's calling us to an amazing purpose. But then write this down. Then he's challenging us with an amazing plan. An amazing plan to draw others to him. You know, we've been talking the past few weeks about the Beyond Ourselves Challenge. And it's all about so valuing other people. Like that small church valued my mom and dad and their kids. It's so about valuing others that we now today create opportunities. We create nets to draw others into God's boat. Into God's family. And the Beyond Ourselves Challenge is a God-originated plan. It came from God's heart. And it's going to draw people in this community. As we plant a church in Clovis, California, it's going to draw people in that city to Jesus Christ. And it is a God-sized plan. It's beyond our current ability. But as we do our part, God will do His part. And He's a miracle worker. Amen? Amen. And so here's our plan. Maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you haven't. But really quickly, our plan is to build a community center right out here in this undeveloped grass. Because it's going to allow us to launch some new activities that will help us build relationships with our community and help us to draw more people. And so look at this plan. First of all, it has three parts. We have the activity court up close to the parking lot. And I've told you before that God just just poured into my heart that a lot of churches in this community that have have gym kind of spaces are locked up. Nobody can get in. Nobody can utilize them unless you're part of the church. And God spoke to my heart about developing an open space that's open to our community at all times. The lights are going to be on till 10 o'clock at night. And if you want to come shoot hoops, or you want to bring your neighbors to come shoot hoops or, or play tennis or whatever, it's going to be an open, available space for our community, for kids after school. We're going to have after-school tutoring. We're going to have after-school structured play. We're going to do all of those kind of things on this activity court. So beyond the blessing that's going to be for our own children's ministry, youth student ministries, adult ministries, and some of you guys are still young enough to shoot a hoop, beyond all that kind of stuff, it's going to be open to our community to be a blessing and a positive influence. Second part of that's going to be a hospitality court where we can just have all kinds of things going on there. Uh, outdoor luncheons and, and outdoor kinds of things, some great coffee. And also it's going to be piped with audio and video so that when we come to a place where we don't have any more seats in here, we can have overflow out there. Amen? Wouldn't that be an awesome day? Jesus said the nets were full. Amen? The nets were full. And so we can, we can even provide for that. Then the next part of that is a play court for our kids. It's a park quality outdoor play area. The toddlers are still going to have their place over here, but for older kids who want to uh, have a great play structure, it's going to be right out here with a rubberized surface. And so that's the three parts of our outdoor community center. But the next part of our plan is starting that new church. We've sent Pastor David to start a new church in the city of Clovis up in the Central Valley of California. And that church should officially launch by May of 2015. 
I'm going to share a lot more details at our annual uh, ministry meeting tonight about the actual place and the actual timing and some of the funding that's happening to make all of that happen. And so I want you to come tonight at 5 o'clock, eat some dessert, drink some great coffee, and you'll hear about greater details about our church plan. But that's happening, and Pastor David is doing an awesome job developing a great core group, and it's going to launch. There's going to be a new net cast in Clovis, California. And all God's people said, Amen. Last part of our vision, or the third part, is to develop a cash flow fund that ensures when we ever have a low-giving weekend, you, you take off on vacation, you forgot to give your tithes and offerings, we have a low-giving uh, weekend that our ministries go forward, they're not stopped, they're not hindered, they're not slowed down, because we'll have this cash flow fund that we can float in and out and then pay ourselves back, no interest charge. We believe that's a great financial practice for any church to have going. And so that's a third part of our vision. Now, folks, it's those three parts of our vision that help us accomplish our mission of making more and better followers of Christ. So today, I'm asking you, the amazing church family that God is collecting right here, for the purpose of valuing and reaching those that are far from God, I'm asking you to get on board this vision, to get on board this boat, a community center, a new church, a cash flow fund. And maybe you're fairly new uh, to Canyon Hills, and maybe this is the first time that, that you're hearing any part of this vision. Or maybe you're, I was going to say old-timer, maybe you're a long-timer, <laughs> and you've been here for a long time, and yet this vision maybe still hasn't caught excitement in your heart. But wherever you are this morning, I'm asking you today to grab hold of this vision like it's a fishing net and help me cast it and use it to draw others who are far from God. So today, I'm asking you to help me cast those three nets, those three parts of the vision, because I believe as we do that together, we're going to land a catch that will blow your mind. See, the whole purpose of casting is catching. The whole purpose of casting a net is to draw others to Jesus. And these nets will do that, because these ministries will let us create things that will be able to show a kind of love to every age group, that they'll walk in and they'll say, I don't know what that church family has, but I want that kind of care. I want that kind of love. I want that kind of model for my family. I want my kids to grow up around other people that can serve as grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles who have a love and care for God, and they have a love and care for my family. And that's what happened to my family when I was growing up. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for an amazing collection of people that reached out to my mom and dad. Folks, we can be that for somebody else. Amen? Oh, help me out. Amen? <laughs> we can be that for somebody else and their family. So I'm casting this vision to you, this amazing family, and asking you to get on board. I'm asking you to grab hold of that vision, not only with your head, but with your heart. Begin saying, Pastor, I'll, I'll support this vision. I'll help you cast those nets. I want to see people drawn to Christ. And folks, if you can help me cast these nets, I believe that one day when you arrive in heaven, God is going to say to you, a net caster, well done, good and faithful servant. He's going to say that to you. And he's going to say, remember when you gave? Remember when... You didn't think you could give. You really didn't want to give, but you still gave. <laughs> Remember when, when you got on board with that vision, you didn't really see the vision, didn't really feel so much about the vision, but you trusted the vision was for me and you gave. 
So now, good and faithful servant, let me show you what some of your giving has done over the years. And folks, at that moment, God is going to show you the catch. And I believe it's going to blow your mind just how far reaching and how far your serving and giving has gone. I believe God will show you some kids, some students in high school, students in college, some men and women who gave their lives to God because you were moved beyond yourself and gave. So now we've all got a choice to make. As we think about getting beyond ourselves as individuals and as a church, we've got a choice to make. Are we going to be a beach sitter or a net caster? A beach sitter or a net caster? You see, a lot of people like to sit on the beach and watch what other people are doing out in the ocean. Some people never climb into the boat. They never get on board with the vision. They never grab a hold of a net. And they never do their part to cast that net. And so those people are what we call beach sitters. And maybe that's where you are. Maybe you're on the beach. And maybe this message is, is for your heart today. You're on the beach. And so maybe this is the day that God is speaking to your heart to make a choice to no longer be a beach sitter, but become a net caster. And so I'm asking you to become just that, a net caster. Because we need to understand that God never says well done, thy good and faithful servant, to a beach sitter. Those words are reserved for his disciples to get out there and get involved and cast nets and help show love and care and draw people to himself. So I'm asking you to decide to climb on the boat with me and many others to grab a hold of the vision, these nets, and help cast those nets. And you can do that by doing these three things. First of all, simply pray. Just begin going home and saying, God, they gave me this card at church. I really don't understand all of this, but God, I do want to be a net caster. And God, what would you have me do? And then fill this out and drop it in the offering place some Sunday. God, I want to be a net caster. Just pray and ask God what he would have you do. And then I'm, asking, I'm going to take it up another level. I'm going to ask all of us to do this. Show the next slide. I'm going to ask all of us to spend four days in prayer and fasting. Maybe you've never gone without food for one day, maybe even one meal, I don't know. But I'm going to ask us to set a four-day fast where we go without food or maybe our iPad or maybe our favorite TV shows, whatever is hard for you to give up. I'm going to ask you to sacrifice that thing that God puts on your heart and give it up for those four days and say, God, I am serious about being a netcaster I'm serious about our church casting these nets, accomplishing this vision. So, God, I'm going to fast this for four days. Now, you've got to do what your health will allow you to do. Maybe you can't do without food, but God knows I love meat, okay? And so I'm going to give up all meat for those four days. God knows I love mashed potatoes and vegetables and all of those kind of things. And so I'm going to go on a, on a juice and, and water fast for all of those days. And I'm, I'm calling you, if God puts that in your heart, to join me in, in some kind of a fast for four days. And each day is worth $100,000. I'm going to say, God, we as a church, we're fasting one day for each $100,000 that we need. <laughs> and God, we're just going to bang on your door to a church family for God, you to provide. We're going to do our part, God, but we're asking you to do your part, that miracle that only you can do. And so I'm going to ask you to join me in fasting and praying on, on those dates. We'll talk about it more next week. 
And then the second thing you can do is just simply obey. Whatever God puts on your heart, just give it. Just give it. Fill out the card. Write a check. Memo it beyond ourselves. It'll go right into that fund and it will help us cast that net. And then after you give it, you've been obedient. Then comes the fear part. That's when you just need to simply trust God to meet your needs in your household. Even though you're giving something that seems like a sacrifice. Just trust God and you'll see God come through and meet and minister to your needs. And so just take this card, begin praying about it. God, what would you have me do for the next 12 months? And then start preparing your gift. We're going to take our first Beyond Ourselves offering on Sunday, November 23rd. Just begin preparing for that. And some of you, as you think about this, you might be saying, I don't know how I can give more out of my regular income, but maybe you can but maybe you have other sources. Like maybe you've got a lot of stuff in your garage. I've seen some of your garages. Amen? <laughs> you got some stuff in your garage that you can move and you could have a garage sale. Maybe you've got an extra old car that you could finally sell and give that to the challenge. Maybe you can make a monthly gift. And over 12 months, that gift does add up. Some, though, can even write a check for 5000 Some can write a check for 25000 Some could write a check for 100000 Maybe somebody else can donate goods or labor to the construction process. And, and that amounts to thousands. But folks, we can all give to the vision in some way to cast a net to help those who are far from God come to God like they did for my parents. Folks, you might be thinking, wow, but that $395,000, that's, that's a sizable wall. I don't know if we can do that. We can't do it. I can't do it. You can't do it. But together... With God, we can do it. Amen? Together, we can do this. I believe in you because you're amazing people who have an amazing love for God. I believe you want to create opportunities to draw other people to God. And as I believe as we do this together, it'll all happen. Now, if you're fairly new to Canyon Hills, and this is the first time you've heard this vision, I just want to say this. I have always believed that sometimes God brings other folks to a church to help us shoulder a vision like this. And so you can just pray and ask God what he'd have you do. But we need all to all climb on board. So listen really close. If we get on board with this vision, next June when we celebrate our 25th anniversary as a church, we'll be able to celebrate the launch of a brand new church in Clovis, California. We'll be able to celebrate the establishment of this cash flow fund. And we'll be able to celebrate a groundbreaking for our community center. And when all of that happens... The result will be more lives drawn to God simply because we decided on this day to be netcasters, not beach sitters. Make a choice today. I believe in you. I believe in God. You know, when I think back about the miracles that God did to get this church started from the very beginning, the miracles that he did to get us to this property, to get this facility built, Folks, he can do a miracle again. And I believe that's what he's calling us to do. So will you climb into the boat? Will you help cast the net? Will you help care for others? Ones that are kind of swimming through life today with no idea which way to swim to find God. Climb into the beyond ourselves boat for the next 12 months. And let's take more people from this city to God's city. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.
So I pray this prayer. Would you just simply think about praying it in your heart? Father, speak to my heart about what you want me to do to help cast the nets. Help me to do my part and help me to trust you to provide for the needs of my house. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being a church family together. We thank you for all the things that you continuously allow us to do together. But Lord, we're pushing out into deeper waters. And we just pray that you would provide all that's needed for us to be effective at casting these nets. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.